Hello, Internet peeps. It is February February 27th. I almost said that. I fucked up the intro already. February 7th. What happens that, February 27th? Uh, the Earth is going to, like, blow up. Then the Cloverfield monsters are going to come out of nowhere. And there's going to be paradoxes everywhere. But anyway, it's February 7th, 2018. Uh, with this Wednesday evening of episode 27 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And uh, this week's uh, movie, we are wa- we watched The Salvation on Netflix, and it's a Western film. And uh, before we get into that, though, I want to know what the hell you've been playing or watching, Andy. Um, I did kind of a good variety of stuff. Uh, there was a sale on the Switch, so I picked up Mario Plus Rabbids. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so addictive. I it's it. <sighs> It scratches all the same itches that like Fire Emblem and stuff like that did, but all the fights you you can do in like ten to twenty minutes. So it's it's nice and digestible. It's easy to understand, but like there's a lot of depth to it if you want there to be. It's a lot of fun. And then I watched an anime called Record of Grand Crest War, and then I watched a movie called Refifi. It's a French movie from the fifties. <laughs> uh, when I saw you wrote that in there, I'm like Rakifi. That's all yeah, I, that's all I thought. It's a of. really weird name. Like I, I kept avoiding it. It's, it's in the Criterion Collection, and it's like spine number one fifteen. So it's something they did early on. So you know, it's probably something good because they got to it so quick. But I kept avoiding it because it had such a stupid sounding name. What's well, about it? Like a jewel heist. It's, it's about like a, a, a bunch of thieves come together and go steal a bunch of jewels. And the heist scene is awesome. It's fantastic. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I finally watched it. Yeah, what I've been doing is a lot of like uh, stuff for the podcast. If you haven't noticed on YouTube and on Twitch right now, uh, there is a new layout, a new logo and everything that we have going on. And if you also notice in our layout, it says we're now on iTunes and Podbean. So if you go to uh, btilp.podbean.com, all 26 and then this episode 20 episode 27 will be on there to listen to so from this point on we will be a audio only podcast even though we've always been it's just that we're not going to have like different slides showing you like videos or um you know showing websites and stuff it's just yeah y'all know how google works if we're talking about something you want to see just you know and then you got it yep and uh other than that, I did watch some movies during the Super Bowl. I got really surprised since I'm a big Cloverfield fan that uh, Cloverfield Paradox, uh, a trailer came out. And I'm like, ooh, when is this coming to theater? Nope, it's going to Netflix and it's going to be right after the game. I was really fucking surprised and I was really hyped about that. Yeah, that was that was a cool little announcement. Yep, and uh, it's going to be one of our... Uh, movies of the week because I do want Andy to watch it and hear my theories on all three movies and where they are in the timeline. So I'm not going to really go into deep detail about it. I just started watching a Netflix show called Altered Carbon. Andy, you would like this because it has that Blade Runner feel to it. It's very cyberpunk. Uh, I I saw um, a review for it that talked about it very, very favorably too. Yeah, it's uh, how I can explain it is that people live forever. And what happens is they have these like matrix thing on the back of their neck 
which uh, they can upload their conscience into a new body. So it's like when they either die or get killed, they upload the conscience from their dead body to what they call sleeves, which is a clone of another body. And uh, the synopsis of the show is one of the terrorists that were against us. They were called the Envoy. And uh, they were fighting, like, the government and everything. And he died. It kind of has, like, a Demolition Man feel to it a little bit. <laughs> because he's, he's like, 250 years in the future. And he's hired by, like, this elitist guy, this rich guy, to uh, pretty much investigate his, why, how he got killed and why he's, he's in this new body and everything. So it's it's really interesting. It has that cyberpunk feel to it, and it also has that like detective uh, noir kind of feeling to it too. I dig that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, that sounds a lot like uh, Ghost in the Shell. You ever like really got into like the actual show or the original movie or anything? No, but I, I've heard like similar things about it that we're being linked to the show, and it's twelve episodes, and it's really cool. I've only watched two so far since I was doing all the work on the our podcast and everything. But you really have to pay attention because there's there's like so much detail in it. Um, they have these AI hotels. Uh, there's like an uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, hotel called the Raven where, you know, the uh, the head of the place is his name is Poe. And uh, there was one scene where they're all in this like digital world playing poker and it's all the AI hotels talking to each other. So it's pretty cool. Uh, another thing is I've been doing emulators lately. Um, I just recently got a Nintendo DS emulator and I downloaded 999, uh, the escape, was it escape room or zero escape or something like that? Uh, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. People always just say 999. Yeah. And then I got Hotel Dusk, so... Hell yeah. It's one of my favorite games. So I How wanna... do you play that one on an emulator? You gotta like turn it on its side. Yeah, there's like a rotation button on it. Oh, okay. And everything, so. But I've been playing, because when I was young, I obviously I'm into sports. I like NHL, so I, <laughs> I found NHL 98, and I forgot how fucking bad that game was. It, it was like, the music was great, but the controls were just terrible, and I like NHL 94 better than anything yeah i like 94 and 95 those kick ass mm -hmm. other than that um just been watching the the movies uh oh super bowl happened <laughs> the eagles yep. won so yay birds i didn't watch it but i did yeah just, I did watch the story. justin timberlake halftime show was okay it's just justin timberlake but whatever mm. anyway let's get into our movie of the month not month uh the week I gotta change that on our doc, by the way. Movie of the day. Oh yeah, it does say month. How yeah. long? It said month this whole time. Yeah, it's been. That's for, weird. I had never even realized it. <laughs> yeah, Ed, we've gone like two months when we switched it to weekly. Um, this week's uh movie is The Salvation and has Mads Mikkelsen in it, and uh, kind of a quick, quick, easy synopsis really. Uh, two Danish brothers are uh living in america because they're in the west like that was the thing to do it's the 1800s yeah and um he brings his wife and his his child to... after seven years they've lived there for seven years and then she 
and his son come to meet him. He's like meeting his son more or less for the first time. Like when he left, his son was an infant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they get on his carriage thing to go because you're going back into town. Stagecoach. Yeah, where they live. And uh, in the beginning, there was like these two Spanish couples in there. And uh, they were like, oh, we're ready to go and all that stuff. And then out of nowhere, these like shady guys come in and like, oh, you got to get off this coach. This is our seats and everything. And they get replaced. And I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of shady as fuck. And... (laughs) They're all sitting, you know, they're all awkwardly looking at each other and, you know, they're talking in Danish and all that stuff. Uh, Mad Mickelson's character talking to the son saying, hey, we're going to, you know, hunt for bears. We're going to skin them. It's going to be a fun time and everything. We're going to be a family. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the one guy uh, is drinking alcohol and he starts feeling up on his wife. And one thing led to another and uh, they threw the kid out and killed him and... The guy raped his wife, and I don't understand one part, by the way, and we're going to kind of get into spoiler territory here, so if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it now, and then come back to this podcast, but when he finally catches up with him, because they throw Mad Mickelson out of the carriage, and he has to like run his way back up there, and uh, he, he shoots the one guy, and then the other guy that was drinking the alcohol and feeling up his wife is like crawling away and he's like she she's still alive she's still alive and then he goes in the carriage and she's not alive so that confused me a little bit yeah i guess he was lying he was trying to save save his life i never touched your son i didn't do this other thing Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever because i mean the guy's pointing a gun at him and he had just shot the other guy so it was clear what was about to happen yeah and then when he you know he looked in the carriage like you could tell she was dead because she wasn't moving or anything um and then a quick synopsis, it goes back to the town. Uh, <laughs> I really like the villain of this movie because it's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and he's Negan in The Walking Dead. So when I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's Negan. Negan is the, the bad guy in this film, too. And a quick story about him. He's kind of like, you know, would you say Jesse James in a way? I mean, not as a, like a shooter, but like. Everybody feared him. Because... I mean, somewhat. He's a bad guy in the West. I yeah. mean, it, it, I guess it's an archetype. It's just he's he's a scoundrel and he leads a gang and he's he's running ramshot all over the place and shooting whoever he wants to shoot. Yeah, he's an ex-soldier. Um, and he does like this scam business that you'll find out later on. And uh, he walks in. He's like, where's my brother? So the guy that Mad Mickelson's character, which his name is John in the, in the movie, um, he killed his brother. And Henry Delarue uh, is pissed off. He's like, we have to find him. He tells the town, you know, you better find him by noon or I'm going to kill two of your, your people. Uh, obviously, <laughs> the bad detective work of the sheriff never finds out who it is. And um, pretty much sacrifices an old lady and an old beat down guy. And he, uh, Delarue shoots both of them. And then he's like, that doesn't add up. So he just shoots a third person. So he's putting fear in this town. And he's like, we have to find this guy. And how they pretty much find John is the two Spanish couple that were taken out of the, uh, the carriage see him going into town because they're about to move out west with his brother and all that stuff because there's more money out there. 
and pretty much tells the sheriff. So one thing le leads to another. Um, they capture him, uh, Delarue. Instead of just killing him right away, they torture him and put him on a pole. Yeah. And he's like rotting out there. And the rest of the movie is just he 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 gets out and he has his revenge on Delarue. My thing is, the story in a way was kind of cliche. It was simple. It was just. It, it was very simple. Yeah, it was like it was nothing mind shattering in any way, or me to be like glued to the screen saying, "Oh, this is awesome." I was like, "Oh, I get it." You know, his family died. He wants to get revenge. Uh, what I found really interesting though is that they were Danish, and they were in America. I mean. This movie was partially, or at least maybe even completely made by like a Danish film production company, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I like the one part. He's like, "You're in the war. You fought in battle, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Who do you face? The Germans." And then he's like, "I have respect for you." And then he punches him. And I was like, mm, "That's cool." Um, I didn't really get the princess part. I could live without having her in there. I felt she... Yeah, I don't understand that character at all. Yeah, I don't think she needed to be in this film. Nope. Uh, it was just like, here, here's a woman that is mute because she was obviously abused by her, her husband that got killed. Didn't he say in the stagecoach that Indians had cut her tongue out? Yeah, but I have a feeling like there was more to that. I think it was the husband. Oh, maybe he wasn't right in any way and obviously delarue wasn't on on the head either and how i was saying he was scamming pe uh, people is the mayor was taking everybody's deeds of the home and giving it to delarue and i guess delarue was working with some type of was that like a they were trying to buy up the land because there was oil under it. And yeah. there's that line in that movie that I freaking hate that's, uh, it, it's like, oh, he's buying it up for that sticky oil. He has a feeling it's going to be really expensive one day. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's, oh, that's dumb. I could have done without that entire extra layer to the plot. Like, if it was just a revenge thing, I think I would have liked it a little better. Because you already hate the people in the town that you're supposed to hate you already hate delarue you already hate the bad guy and his whole gang they didn't need to add that extra layer of oh and also they're scamming good people out of their town or out of their land for oil that that was completely unnecessary yeah and i didn't i didn't really can i not connect like my feelings or anything but i just i didn't care anything about the characters besides john and maybe the brother a little bit because they were brothers. I started like liking his brother, and then they get rid of him. So that well, didn't I, last. I knew that was going to happen because when they were following him and everything, I was like, he's outnumbered. They split up and everything. They're eventually going to catch him. So like, I knew that was going to happen. But it just his brother was just he was just a piece to the puzzle. Be like. Mm -hmm here here's our stepping stone eventually this is going to lead to you just being like i'm gonna be rambo and go to this you know kid storm buy all the you know the gas and the guns the revolvers and stuff i did not like the final scene by the way yeah neither 
I thought it was anticlimactic in every way possible. It felt like it didn't feel like a Western battle. It kind of felt like something in World War II with the tactics and everything. Honestly, if I could sum this movie up in one word, and not just the final scene, I mean pretty much the whole movie as a whole, it would be unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a lot about the movie that just doesn't pay off, and it's it's frustrating because I really like Mads Mikkelsen, and he, I don't know, he's he doesn't get to do anything in this movie that is interesting, like from an acting standpoint. Um, all the supporting characters are kind of lame. Uh, the set, like the, the the town, looked really generic. Like, did you notice the bank? It just said County Bank mm-hmm. instead of like having a name or or the name of the town or something. It seemed like it was like, um, not not an amusement park, not a theme park, but it was like a a historical recreation where you can go um, on holidays and they sell like like styrofoam guns for the kids and stuff like that. It seemed real cheap. And the whole movie had like, well, not the whole movie, but several scenes seemed like they had like a Photoshop filter on it. Or was that just me? Like it, like they added a gray graininess to it. There was a CGI to, um, especially when they were doing wide shots of the town and yeah. having like that dust bowl effect a little bit to it. On how how abysmal did the the right before the credits like the camera zooms way out and shows you all the like the oil pumps and stuff? Mm-hmm. How awful did that look? Oh my gosh, I could have done without that a hundred times over. I felt like they were being like, and this is not me getting political in any way. Be like, oh look, this is a. Uh... They, we could do without oil, and they just kind of showed like how oh, oil like was oil bad. destroyed the town. Yeah, that, yeah, like I said, I could have done without that subplot entirely, and I can do without that layer of complexity as well. Like, it, it should have been more of a like a character study. I kept thinking about okay, well, it's my turn to talk now, so I'm going to tell you a bunch about what I thought about this movie. Okay, <laughs> but uh, the beginning of the movie is so pessimistic and so dark. I just, I wasn't excited to watch the rest of the movie. Like, the it's not that I was hating the movie, but the thought crept into my head that was like, man, I really don't feel like watching this movie right now. Like, it's like, like, the beginning of the movie sucks so much because his wife is raped and killed and his son is killed. And then immediately after that, they go to the town and the, the, the kid's grandmother gets shot and that other guy's begging for his life and they shoot him. And it's just like bad on top of bad. And it's just, it, it, it's all real bleak and dour. And that's, you know, that's okay if it's done right. I kept comparing this movie in my head to Unforgiven because that movie is really dark and dour, but it's more of a character study on Clint Eastwood's character. And you root for him. Like it's, he's kind of mistaken for being a bad guy. And they're like, oh, we need your gun. And it's, I don't know. It, it's. It, I feel like this movie was trying to have the same tone as Unforgiven, but it missed almost every possible beat to be good where Unforgiven hit them. Yeah, and John, or Matt Me- Mecklesen's character, I just felt like he had no emotion at all. Like when No, he, he had nothing going on. Like, he was just, it could have been played by any actor. The character could have had any backstory. I mean, him being a soldier helps because it justifies him being a good shot, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it it almost didn't matter. Could have been anyone. Like he's he was carrying his child, and like he did cry a little bit, 
but at the same time like i think a lot of fathers like even even when he laid him down in bed and stuff like he he shed a few tears and like had his brother near him and everything but i would be like fucking pissed and like screaming and maybe crying out loud he just he he looked like a robot and it just didn't feel genuine at all i mean i guess you could say that he's a soldier and he's used to death so that like that's how he was looking at it a little bit i suppose you know what they could have done is keep the son alive i think the movie might have been a little more interesting if like he had a son with him and the rest of the movie happened Maybe. maybe i mean i think the whole making Delarue a really, really bad guy, like that that's another thing too. Delarue, like it it felt conflicted at times. Like he did care about the town a little bit and kinda cared a little bit, and then he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah, I and another thing, like, obviously he's a bad guy. I didn't like him. He shot innocent people. He's an obvious scumbag. But they they do all that stuff where it's like his wife and son are killed, and it wasn't even Delarue that did it. It was like his brother, and his brother's dead in the first twenty minutes of the movie. So you don't get to link uh, Mickelson's character's motivation to Delarue specifically until, of course, he he captures him and, and tortures him and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know the, the 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 motivation was a bit of a mess. Like it was. Oh, we have to find the guy. And uh, how did they figure out that it was that? I I don't understand. Like John and his brother come to town, and then the townsfolk and the sheriff and stuff they capture them. Why did they? How did they know? Did I miss it? Uh, the two people that were entering the carriage, uh, they were in the same town, and pretty much when they were they were working on some type of like, I think it was like a stage or something. <laughs> And, um, what do you call it? He goes, you know, I forget the guy's name, but the husband, or the wife was telling the husband, hey, look, it's it's that guy. Because I guess news went around that, you know, the carriage was shot at or something. And Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay. It was really, so, like, you had to really pay attention to be like, because at, at first I was like, wait, how? and I rewinded it to that point. I'm like, oh, there you yeah, go. My attention started to wane at that point, like when they came into town. Because at that point, it had been all that pessimism just built right up. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I wish something good would happen. Mm. I, I, I didn't, I mean, it's not that I didn't root for John. Like he had reason to, to, to be motivated to stop these guys and to murder them in cold blood. But... I don't know. I've seen so many other westerns and so many other movies, for that matter, just give a character such a better feeling motivation. Mm-hmm. And just the tra- every scene felt weird. Like when the mute uh, girl went on the train, I'm just like, so these this gang pretty much stopped the whole train from going. I'm like, it's, it's kind yeah, of yeah, and then like drag her back. They they should have. Get, you're right that character shouldn't be in the movie that character's worthless also why do they get together at the end what, what the fuck's that about i don't know and i was like they only knew the, each other for like a minute <laughs> yeah and then they're like oh we're taking her with us and he's like no you're not and it's like why why do you care what's she to you and i don't understand why because the whole town wanted delru gone 
and then he's finally gone and he's like john you're the one that we've been looking for god is you know he he put us in the right direction you should stay with us and he's like no nah, i'm out because <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't blame him because fuck that town and fuck the people who live in it yeah that town was not likable at all the only people that you like you kind of liked was the kid who owned the store the, the one who lost his grandma yeah yeah so my my thing is i don't recommend this movie at all i just neither it was really really bland and kind of disappointing you know you had yeah. you have jeffrey Dean morgan and mad mads mickelson and it just it was a dud I was really worried you were going to say you liked it because then we were going to have a fight on our hands. <laughs> no, it it grabbed my attention a little bit. I just liked the visuals a little bit, but not not that much. And I only liked the brother. The brother was cool. Yeah. Basically, uh, if you think about watching The Salvation, which I still don't get the name, you think about watching it, don't. Just watch another Western. There's so many other good ones. Yeah, go watch like a... Uh... You know, something that's unforgiven not... for God's sake. Yeah, or it's got a similar theme, but not theme tone. I don't know. Watch Unforgiven; it's great. Mm-hmm. Andy, what is our next week's movie of the week? Um, normally we try to watch stuff that neither of us have seen, but you were talking about making me watch Cloverfield Paradox, so I'm going to make you watch a movie called Throne of Blood. It's a Japanese movie. Uh, we're going to be watching it on Filmstruck. I realize not a lot of people have Filmstruck. You can get a free, is it a week or a month? You can get a free thing to watch it. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's other means of ways to get it too. So. Sure. I mean, it's around. Honestly, uh, the best way to watch like great foreign movies, and this is going to sound silly, and everyone who's listening to this is going to roll their eyes, uh, public libraries. <laughs> I watched so many cool foreign movies from the Cabell County Library when I was in college. That's that's a good way to get them. But uh, Throne of Blood is a Japanese movie from director Akira Kurosawa. He also made Yojimbo Sanjuro, Seven Samurai, Ikiru, High and Low. Uh, guy's virtuoso. He's, he's the best. But this movie is an adaptation of a Shakespeare play, and I will tell you as soon as I remember which one. Macbeth. It's Macbeth. And it's from 1957, and it's awesome, and it stars Toshiro Fune just like a third of Kurosawa's movies. But you're gonna like it a lot, Dubs. I promise. Like th- this is this is one that we're not gonna go into. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I I really think you're gonna like this movie. And if people out there are listening to this and you haven't seen Throne of Blood, can't recommend it enough. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... I'm pretty sure I like it. The description you made, something about war. I like almost every war movie. It's sad. (laughs) It's funny how I like destruction and things. Oh, well. (laughs) There's a, there, uh, I'm already thinking about all the scenes that I specifically want to discuss. There's something with arrows. People who've seen the movie know what I'm talking about. It's really cool. You'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what we're going to watch next week. And, um, yeah, if you can see it, definitely see it. If you've seen it before, watch it again. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, that was our movie of the week, and then obviously you just got the down low on uh, what's happening next week. Yeah. So, so let's go into some news that mattered to us. And Andy, I see that Nintendo is kicking some ass. What's going on with that? Yeah, Um. this isn't really movie stuff. We're trying to – we keep talking about getting away from video games, and then we get dragged back. Um. In just over nine months – 
Nintendo has sold more Switches than it sold in the entire five-year life of the Wii U. So more people have bought Switches than Wii U's, and it took nine months. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, I mean, I don't know. They have a bunch of other crazy stats in here, like uh, uh, Splatoon 2 has already sold as much as Splatoon did. Um, Breath of the Wilds sold awesome. Mario Odyssey sold even better somehow. Um, basically, Nintendo's making money hand over fist. They're back on top, baby. They're they're back. They uh, a lot of this stuff was like shareholder meeting stuff, yeah. and they were also talking about there's going to be a Mario Kart on the phone and stuff like that. Stuff I don't really care necessarily about, but I think it's really cool that Nintendo is doing so well because they're making a lot of decisions that I that I like. So if they make it and it makes money, then maybe some other people will figure that out too. Yeah, there's a lot of naysayers out there that I've been reading all over the place. They've been like, you know. Yeah, they're doing good now, but eventually it's gonna it's gonna flatline and then like no games are gonna be there. But I'm like every week there's something new happening. And they they had they had like the best launch year of of like any system. There were there was a first party title almost every month. It was great. hmm And uh another news about Nintendo that we we didn't talk about really is that they're finally launching the online in September. Yeah. At last, they, uh, I wonder what's going to change. Yeah, I think when we sign on, it's going to be like, do you want to do, like, the free where you don't go on any online stuff? Or do you want to do online stuff? Like, Splatoon 2, then you have to get, like, a an account. I really think at E3, that's when we're going to find out the virtual console. It kind of makes sense now that September is their launch date. You know what I think is uh, the same day that the online service goes goes live, I think they are going to release Smash Brothers for Switch. That's interesting. I think we're going to see an announcement in the coming months, and they're going to say, oh, it launches the same day the online service does, because that will help the, the sign-up for the online stuff get a, get a good boost, because you know everyone's going to want Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers kicks ass. Yeah, this is what I feel like is going to happen. You're going to have a one, two, three punch, and it's going to be like, hey, uh, Super Smash Brothers remastered, or maybe a sequel. I don't know. Uh, I think it'll just be Smash 4. Smash 4 Switch. Yeah, and then you're going to have Pokemon coming out in December, and then you're going to have possibly a Metroid 4 Prime. Yeah, it's and, coming, we just don't know when. Yeah, I think it's going to come out uh, during the holidays because they're going to be like, oh, you thought, you know, Zelda and Mario were going to be our only, like, big releases? Like, boom, boom, boom. And then it's going to be like, that's 2018 right there. And then you're going to have the third parties that are going to fill the void a little bit. And then next E3. Tons of ports. Yeah. And then next E3, you're going to have another one-two punch. So they're, they're in a good, you know, rotation right now. Um, I actually thought about this, by the way. It took three consoles to get it right. I mean, you had the Wii, which had the controllers, and if you compare the nunchucks to the Joy-Cons, they're kind of similar in a way. I yeah, mean, it's like the idea was there, but... Mm-hmm. And then Wii U, you know, the, the tablet that you held, that big, like, toy thing that you were holding, uh, they had the idea, 
you know, that you could carry it in your hands, but you can't go anywhere with it. And then mm -hmm. finally switch a little bit of both, a little bit of Wii and a little bit of Wii U, and then you have a portable system. <laughs> yep. So, so I guess third time's a charm. Um, Let's move on. So during uh, Super Bowl, uh, Solo, the Star Wars story uh, trailer came out, or teaser. There was a teaser that said that there would be another trailer teaser tomorrow, and then that one came out. So there's kind of like a mini teaser and then a teaser trailer. Mm -hmm. And I still got the bad taste of Last Jedi in my mouth, so... Well, I, I kind of liked Last Jedi, but I still wasn't in love with this trailer. Yeah, it was too dark. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not not even dark in tone, right? It's like, I can't fucking see what's going on in half the scenes. It's too dark. Mm -hmm. and I felt like they were... A Han Solo movie should be, like, upbeat and fun and adventurous, you know? Do we really need a Han Solo story? <laughs> like... No, not terribly. I mean, as long as they have to make it fine. But, I mean, at least they got Lando in it. That's a step in the right direction. Uh, the Falcon's in it. Duh, Chewie's in it. He's great. You know, it's like all the pieces are there, but I, I still keep feeling like I'm being dragged into this movie. Oh, you got to see this Han Solo movie. It's like, yeah, I know with Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I'll see it. But man, couldn't you do something else or something? It's going to have that Rogue One feeling. It's going to be like, we know what's going to happen near the end because it's going to link it somehow. And I think this is what Solo is going to do. At some point, they're going to link it where, you know, maybe he meets up with Jabba the Hutt and kind of screws him. And that's where, you know, all the bounty hunters are trying to find where he is and everything. And there's going to be that one moment. It'll be like, oh, this is happening. This is solo. He, you know, he sees Chewbacca. Maybe he sees R2 and C-3PO somewhere. And that's where the fan service comes in a little bit. But eventually... I don't know. It's just, it's. I feel like it's going to be a bland story. I the only thing I'm interested about is Danny Glover being Lando. So, yeah, very cool. So I want to see how he plays him. Pretty much, I want. You know, you have to yeah. have that sly, cool kind of talk going on. I'll definitely go see it. I mean, I mean who yeah, am I kidding? I'm definitely going to go see it. It's just that I did not like the trailer. I was not hyped for it. I, I wonder if part of it isn't, I mean, on the show, I've already gone on record saying this, but I have really low expectations for this movie. Like, they've, they they had to get an acting coach for the main guy, and, and the other directors got fired, was it? I don't know, whatever. The, the, there were two other Great guys, and they got rid of them, they brought in Ron Howard. And, you know, Ron Howard's a great actor. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Apollo 13, man, the movie kicks ass, but... I don't know. I have super low expectations. Really, if this movie is competent, then it's going to blow away my expectations. I'm getting really oversaturated with Star Wars stuff now. No like, fucking kidding. I mean, that's going to lead us into our next thing really well, but it's like we still got to look forward to Episode Nine. Solo's coming out in May. They're going to make another standalone movie, which might be an Obi-Wan movie, might be a Boba Fett movie, might be a fucking Salacious Crumb movie. No one knows yet. Mm -hmm. And... There's going to be a trilogy of movies that Ryan Johnson is writing and directing. And then there's going to be a trilogy of movies that are written by, what are their names? The two guys that do the Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, that's all, that's all you really need to say is that the Game okay. of Thrones uh, creators or, or, or minds, as they say in some articles, are going to be doing the, a new saga or something. Another trilogy, too. Like, what's up with the trilogies? Like, Ryan Johnson gets a trilogy, and these guys get a trilogy. And they, they specifically say that it is separate from the Skywalker saga, and it is separate 
from whatever Ryan Johnson's doing. This is damage so, control. Because of the difference between Last Jedi, I believe, and how people are already kind of turning on Ryan Johnson, I felt like, hey, people like Game of Thrones. We, you know, we. I bet this news was not meant to come out now. I, I was just going to say that. I'll bet you they've been talking about it, like behind closed doors, some emails been shot back and forth, your people, my people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think they were like, look, we really want to announce this. Let's let's finalize let's finalize this deal or something. Yeah, and then boom, you know, people love Game of Thrones and people love Star Wars. You mix them together, it might turn out good. The only problem I have with that is uh, Game of Thrones, the TV show, is rated R. There's nudity. There's intense violence. So, oh man, what if they made a rated R Star Wars? How fucking crazy cool would that be? <laughs> I would actually be interested, but I yeah. know I know Disney might because then they get to do something that they haven't been able to do in the other movies. And I understand Star Wars is a product for children. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I want to see something different. I was talking to a friend the other night about how. We know that the Ryan Johnson movies and these guys are making this stuff. It's going to have the same like feel as the other Star Wars movies. It's still going to be marketable to to every slack jawed, dumb dumb, and their kids, and they got to be able to sell toys and and get the movie tie-ins with Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever. So I, I know it's not going to happen, but man, how great would it be if it was just like a straight up comedy or like a road movie? Or a surrealist journey directed by David Lynch. You know, something interesting. And I think that's what they're eventually going to do. Because in the Marvel Universe, uh, they have this new like X-Men movie that's coming out. And it's basically a horror film. Whoa, really? Yeah. I forgot what, what is it? I forgot what it's called. I'll message you and then probably say it on next week's episode what it is. Um. But I feel like eventually that's what Star Wars is going to be. You're going to have all these different worlds. Maybe we might have a samurai kind of like Jedi thing going on. How, like, the mixture of that culture I see in Star Wars. Oh, the New Mutants? The what? Sorry. The New Mutants? Was that it? Yeah, that one, I believe. The New Mutants was an interesting comic, too. Yeah. That's cool. Fantasy action. And uh, Disney's coming out with a streaming service now. Um (laughs) And apparently there's going to be Star Wars shows, so maybe they might dabble into some rated R stuff on there. Mm, I have doubts. They'll probably stick with PG, PG-13. Yeah. Um, kind of moving away from Star Wars since we talk about it every every week. Uh, mm. Deadpool 2 trailer came out. We're going to quickly talk about it. Uh, I thought it was really funny how Ryan yeah. Reynolds and Deadpool, like, oh, there's no metal on Cable's arm. So I'm going <laughs> to do this, like, rendition of it <laughs> with the action figures. I really like that he, it's it's the intro to Toy Story that mm-hmm. he's doing because the Deadpool is dressed like a sheriff. Reach for the sky, kind of thing. Yeah, and since it's I left. and since Fox is owned by Disney now, I kind of find it hilarious that you know Woody's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cable looks cool. The only thing I have to say about Cable is that he's not big enough. Like in the comics, he's huge <laughs> in the comics. Yeah, I I guess I I think I can forgive it. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I'm with you. Like maybe they should have made him a little bigger. Did you catch the uh, the Justice League joke in it? Yep, <laughs> I yeah. caught everything in it, and it just it's it's gonna be a fun film. If you like the yeah. first one, you're gonna like the second one. It's Ryan Reynolds. He has, I think, creative control on everything. Yeah, he has a lot of input, from what I understand. Like that's what I gather from interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go watch it on YouTube. It's a fucking hilarious trailer. 
and obviously go see you know, the solo trailer to see you know and comment if you think we are wrong about it about yeah it. i mean a lot of people were excited about the solo movie and who can blame them i mean i love han solo han solo is like one of my favorite i, I when i was a kid i always kind of gravitated more to him than luke a little bit so mm -hmm. and a quick story that i kind of put up there not knowing that there was other stories that were there because i didn't i didn't see your uh editing the doc but uh sjw's one and hbo is not going to be doing that uh alternate uh history of uh confederate series where the south what? actually win and um the, the, you know the united states is divided why not <laughs> because there's a there's a popular series on amazon prime where the nazis won the second world war i don't know i just i guess because confederate would have been set in an alternate timeline during the third american civil war where the southern states secede from the union create a nation where slavery is not only legal but has evolved into a modern institution that sounds a little unrealistic yeah and but that's the thing like the possibilities of thinking about the south winning and south being its own country is kind of interesting not saying that like it's gonna I, be it's it's gonna be cool that you know the confederates are still there you know and slavery is still happening it's just it's interesting it's it's kind of a what if you know like like in uh that show on amazon prime uh what if the nazis in japan won they would split up you know the united states the west is to the japan and the east is owned by the nazis so, yeah so. i uh when I was in high school, I used to read a lot of alternative fiction. Like, they're really fun books to read. And there was a whole series based on the fact that the South won the Civil War by, I think the guy's name is Turtle Dove, Harry Turtle Dove. Mm -hmm. And it went through, like, from the Civil War forward um, to, like, the First World War and the Second World War, even. Like, because, like, the South and the North ally with different sides in both wars. And of course there's a front in America and they were really interesting books. I, you know, like I said, it was in high school. It was forever ago that I read it, but I, I remember being real into alternate fiction. This, this show sounds like it could have been interesting. I don't get why, what's this have to do with social? Is it because of the slavery thing? Or? Uh, this came out, the news came out during when the Confederate flag was like big, like, you know, they were taking, uh, down the flags in certain southern states because it was deemed racist hmm. and how they were you know taking down statues of all confederate soldiers in the south and the news came out that this show was coming out and people were like oh my god the south winning that's that's horrendous it's racism and all that stuff and and they made a petition about it and it, it's it's fucking dumb as shit it's like it's it's, it's not a weird real. decision yeah it's in my opinion you got to think like howard stern bad publicity is meaning that there's going to be more viewers because people are going to be like well what's the show about in my opinion but then you might have the people that watch the show and just give it bad reviews just because you know they want to not because of it, if it's a good show or not well this says it was canceled because it was going to be made by the the Game of Thrones guys, uh, being David something and DB Weiss. They've uh, they're going to write and produce new Star Wars films, which we literally just talked about. Mm -hmm. So now that they've committed to that, they cannot make Confederate. 
I mean, that's probably one of the reasons, but there was big backlash. There was petitions. So in reality, (laughs) even though I I said SJWs successfully win, I mean, they kind of did in a way. I mean, yeah, they're doing uh, the Star Wars and everything, but this the series, if there was no outlash, I bet you they would find different writers for this because they're not going to have Game of Thrones anymore. I mean, what are they going to fill the void in that? I mean, I think this would have been the perfect show for that. But other than that, I mean, they they got it. It's not coming out. We're never going to know if it was a good show or not. Yeah. Ah, that's my feelings. <laughs> uh, go, moving on to coming attractions, since I see you wrote something. You said a ton of garbage no one cares about. And Black Panther in February, maybe, question mark? Oh, yeah, I put that there weeks ago. And it's, it's there's no movies coming out. <laughs> Black I, Panther's coming out soon. Or is it out? Did it come out? I don't, know, out. I don't care about superheroes. I mean, I'm kind of interested about the new Avengers movie, but that's about it. The only reason why I'm caring about the new Avengers movie is because I want to know who dies. want to see who bites the dust. <laughs> what else is coming out? Anything cool? No, not really. No. Nope. Most of these movies are already out. God damn it, Google is fucking worthless. And I know we're, since we're a movie podcast, but the only games that have been really good are Monster Hunter. Uh, apparently, it's a good uh, game. Yeah. A friend of mine said it was good. Yeah, and I forgot the other game. I don't even know what some of these movies fucking are. But, uh... Samson? The Party? Loveless? Nostalgia? Lucy? Never heard. Yeah, yeah, I don't have no idea. I just, it's IMDb. Who knows? I think they put literally everything. I think I could release a movie and they'd probably put it in the... <laughs> Let's make a movie. A stick figure movie. Anyway, I think we'll end this episode right now. Uh, we're in the 40 minute range. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 27 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Remember to follow us on Podbean at btilp.com podbean.com and also go on itunes and search big uh big trouble and little podcast we are on there follow us give us good good or bad reviews if you think our podcast sucks but I, I i would like good reviews please so we can get up there and get more followers and we're also still on youtube so like subscribe and comment and just don't, just don't give us middle of the road reviews i need some direction yes <laughs> and uh yeah Y'all have a good night. Later. Thanks for listening.